Ladies and gentlemen, breaking news right at the top of the show. That's right. I have Howard Blues here, past Howard. He's right here next to me. Aren't you, Howard? I am. Get her glad to be here. In the digital sense, anyway, because it's late. It's always late when we do these things. But it's not going to be late, and you can't be late either, because we, yes, Howard Blues, the marketer, and whoever else decides to show up, will be live, loud, and on this location, coming to you with our two-year anniversary show. Power Blues, what are we doing? Well, I I don't know, because you know what? It's live, and who knows what shenanigans we'll get up to, but I will tell you, on April 7th at 9.30, you can join us. We're streaming live on YouTube, and that means you could be part of the show. You could join us in chat. You could talk directly to us. That's right. If you've ever wanted to be on Beer Blues MBS, here's your chance. The time is coming soon, April 7th at 9.30. You almost had a John Cena there. The time is not now, because now we'll be coming up the two-year episode. We've got a few more episodes to go before the 200th episode, and maybe the two-year episode will get us to be able to figure out the live thing, to then get to the next thing, to then episode 200, and maybe it'll just be live anyway. But yes, Howard said it. You can join us for the live episode two-year anniversary join us watch our facebook page for more details like us subscribe to us join us for the big event it's around the corner mere days away so please we'd love for you to join us for howard blues i'm the mandible ninja marketer and welcome to the show well wait howard's got to say something hold on howard what else do you have to say On this special St. Patrick's Day episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, hey, Kidder and I, were sitting down. We're talking about a lot of gimmicky drinks. We're talking about the best beer in each state, uh, a little wrestling, um, maybe a little bit about new music, and uh, overall, having some fun, having some shenanigans. Just just wee bit of shenanigans. Fun shenanigans. You know, so no, no, no need to... And I swear, I, I, I'll, I'll knock off saying shenanigans. But uh, you don't need to worry about that because you're in a good place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V Mark Kidder. Pork Hall Beverage, Prophecies, and your time with friends. The Triple B! Well, the Triple B sucks! Okay? Come on! Whatever, man. This is Beer, Blues, and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS. The podcast that hits harder than a toy lion to the face. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the luck of the Irish, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Oh, top of the morning to you there, Howie Blues. I it's the morning over in Dublin, so here we are, and there's no time like the present to start drinking. Or maybe stop for breakfast. I, yeah, I'm good. How you doing? <laughs> you know, Kidder, it, it has been a 24 hours. I, I, I'm, I'm switching it up a little bit here, but uh, it's uh, it's been a rough 24 hours. 
Um, everything from, yes, I did get whacked by a, uh, a toy lion in the head. In fact, if I pull that off, if you look up in that area, I actually have a mark on my head from it. Had a headache the whole day. Um, I mean, it was kind of an accident. Junior um, pushed this toy lion off my chair and just perfectly just drove it right into my head. Fun times, fun times. Um, but beyond that, uh, we're doing some potty training, Kidder. And uh, today was not a good day. I had at least three times where I ended up getting to clean up a, a lot of poop, um, including one total outfit change. In fact, I'll put it this way. If anybody wants to know how much it was, I spent an hour and a half cleaning poop today. Including Kidder, you'll 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 appreciate this because this just is how my luck goes, and you you know how my luck is. You know, the uh, kids were doing a little playing, and uh, little Miss has this uh, rocking chair that she has figured out how to climb up in and turn around and sit down and rock, and she loves it. It's the only chair in the house she can sit in herself, and it, it got tipped over on one of her attempts to get in, and uh, Junior. I'm so proud of him. He goes over because he sees that she's struggling and she wants to back up and he sets it up for her. And I'm like, oh, good job, buddy. Good job. Hug her a high five. And he's like, hug. And he goes, runs up to me and I go to embrace him and my hand reaches around his back and it just feels squishy. Pull my hand back and all along my arm is just poo. <sighs> That was the full outfit change because it was up his shirt, it was down his pants, it was blah, mm -hmm. blah. Mm -hmm. so it's it's been a 24 hours and 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 truthfully it's made worse. Here, here, parenting tip. Because we have some uh we have some people who follow this show who are new to fatherhood, you know, like uh brother Nico. When it comes to potty training, potty training and antibiotics. Not a good combo. Just give up on potty training that week. Put the diaper back on because the antibiotics will more than likely give your kid diarrhea. And yeah. Ugh. Anyway, Kidder, all that to say, it's Great. been a day. Um, we, we should do some drinking. We should do some drinking. Sure. Sounds like we need to bust into the hard stuff. I mean, if I wasn't parent on duty, I would so be into that right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, like the really hard stuff. I I I know. I so totally so we should we should bust into the hard stuff. Right, I, I, you can. As I said, I'm yeah, okay. Well, I'm going to, and you have one of them too. That's right. It's the Coca Cola. Limited flavor edition move Rosalia creation. 90 calories in this seven and a half ounce canister. Uh, it's a metal can empty before recycling. It is Ball Corporation aluminum. So very good. Otherwise, it is carbonated water, high fructose corn syrup, caramel color, natural flavors, phosphoric acid and caffeine the interesting thing is it uh does not show how many grams of caffeine are in this which oh hold on hold on caffeine content 
21 milligrams. So you can have this and you can go to bed and you can scan it and enjoy. So if you're watching this on a television, you can scan that code and enjoy. Hopefully I've held it up long enough so you can really scan it. You can really enjoy it. Just, just, and of course, that's if you're watching the video version of this at youtube.com slash beer blues BS. I'll even raise it up higher so Howard can put the link there. Because if you're here, you're already watching it and you know where to go. But why not? If you're listening, it's in the show notes. <laughs> you know what's interesting, kidders? There's, there's a completely different QR code on this in a different spot. Yes. That's so. more f- for food information because it's a smart label. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did, you, have- did you hold it up for long enough? Ah, you know, listen, the, the pros will, you know, pause and, and, and they'll get it hmm. if they if they really want to see it. So, uh, and yeah, we're finally getting to this one because we teased it last week. Um, so we had things going on. Uh, mostly by the time we got to it, it was uh, Howard didn't want to consume more caffeine so that Howard could go to bed. Yeah. So that happens. What do you think, Howard? What does it smell like? I mean, it smells like a really sugary Coke. Mm-hmm. So. I'm, again, getting hints of cotton candy or cherry. Yeah. I could see... Where the coconut taste uh, could be could be a thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's very sugary, um, and I I gotta say this this has got to taste a bit more like cotton candy than Space did when they did that uh, Space Limited Edition Coke. Oh, um, you mean uh, this one? <laughs> Yeah, it's Starlight. Starlight. There, there we go. Huh. That one. No, I don't have the one that was after this. <laughs> We're out of those. Yeah. So, um, not bad. Um, if I if I was gonna rank these, Kidder, because we we've now done Starlight, we've done Dreamland, we've now done Move. I think I would go Starlight, Move, and then Dreamland. Would be my. I would, I would have to concur on that assessment because, like, the first one just had a nice Coke-like taste, but it was different enough. Where it wasn't cherry Coke, it wasn't Coke. It was just a little bit different. This one, uh, the one flavor that I get is coconut, which I don't like. But then, as you think about it, and it kind of sits a little bit. It does, uh, to me anyway, taste like the Jelly Belly buttered popcorn jelly bean. Hmm. I'm not quite picking up that note, but yeah, it's just, to me, it's just very sugary. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my, it's kind of like it took Starlight and like dialed up the sugar taste from it. And I just... Mm-hmm. But Howard, there's only 24 grams of sugars. 
which is only 48% of your daily nutritional value. Mm. Yeah. But that's, that's what it really does taste to me. Like it tastes just very sugary. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. Headworth Colas. Yeah. Yeah. I get her. I, I actually, uh, today to kind of get me through today, uh, caffeine wise, <laughs> I, I found one of these and so I've been drinking it, but it is a, uh, Mountain Dew Energy. It's the pitch black, man. The... And uh, better, better be careful where you show that because suddenly you're going to have a match in the background and somebody's going to jump off of something and miss by 10 feet and it's just going to look horrible. And then you'll probably have damage to your house. So I, well, I, I was going to say, I, I would say it's better than the match. Um, but I, I, I'm not too worried, uh, Kidder, about being, you know, ambushed because, again, as you said, they're going to miss. So I I'm okay with that. So, but yeah, uh, not bad. This whole pitch black um, flavor. It's all right. It's all, all right. Truthfully, out of these uh, Mountain Dew Energy, I kind of pref prefer, like, they have a peach mango. Which just like in the morning is just like the right kind of flavor profile for me in the morning. I'm just like, hmm, that's a nice, not too citrusy, not too sharp of a taste, just kind of almost a smooth, fruity wake up taste. So, hmm. but this wasn't bad. Got me through the day. Lane used to drink those all the time. I think it was the fruit punch flavor. Hmm. But I don't know if he still drinks them. I haven't heard from Lane in forever. He never calls. He never writes. That's he never comments on our videos. He never likes them. You know, here, here's the funny thing, um, Kidder. You know, mm -hmm. and because uh, I, I, you know, Lane was my employee for a while, yep. and uh, you know, he uh, he will like is when he's gone, he's gone. But every now and then when he, he's back in town, he'll he'll just randomly, he would like randomly stop by the science center just to see how things are going. Mm -hmm. So, but that's about mm -hmm. the only time you'd ever hear from him. So, <clears throat> yeah. Dang it. Do we have to text him? I mean, I do have his number. Hmm. I, I, I mean, I do too, but that's why I said, do we have to text him? Do we? Here's the next step. Do we have to live text him on this show <laughs> and see how long it takes for him to respond? And as part two of that, do we collectively text as in a group or do we each send a message simultaneously and see who he responds to first, i.e. you? <laughs> Are you saying that Lane likes me better? Is that is that where this is going? I I would assume. I don't know. Mm. Mm. I mean, because it, it could it could go either way. I mean, he did work for me, and you know, he uh, he was in my uh, role playing group for a while, so I, I could see I could see me being his favorite. 
But on the same hand, I'm the one that got him, uh, you know, the job working uh, for you. So, I mean, it's a crapshoot, man, where I fall. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe. <clears throat> Maybe. Eh. Well, while you're finishing that, I feel like I need... It. Well, let me tell you why I feel this way. Uh, went out to Thomas and Moriarty's and had a couple cocktails with Hefe. So got to catch up with, with Hefe and uh, introduce him to Thomas and Moriarty's because he had not been before and he enjoyed the delicious old-fashioned with, of course, no cherry because it does not belong in an old-fashioned Another item we were going to talk about tonight involves odd products. Mm. And I figure it's a good time to bring, because this is an odd product. I mean, it is, it is odd, right? They're bringing up these limited edition flavored beverages, even more than they have traditionally. But <clears throat> I, I guess that is, yes, as far as I can recall, the third Coca-Cola random product product in the past year and change so uh, we'll see what else they come out with but pepsi corporation or pepsi cola whatever inc anyway they're coming up with different things too of course the mountain dew products like you showed at the pitch black and the other million flavors that they have of the energy drinks through those but it is that time of year where easter's creeping up the Easter Bunny's getting ready, and Pepsi Cola. Yes, they have Peep Pepsi. Have you seen this, Howard? Uh, you know, I, I have seen it and have had absolutely no desire to try it. Uh, local Geek, thanks for uh, bringing me this What's on Tap. Uh, <laughs> he... he uh, uh, provided this with the the latest installment of beverages um the interesting thing about this it is not ball corporation aluminum mm. so there's one negative this is a 2023 limited edition pepsi and peeps artificial marshmallow flavored cola there's 100 calories in this whereas the coke 90 calories I have to point that out. So Pepsi's running a little hot, apparently, in the nutrition category. And they're both 7.5 fluid ounces. This also has 100 calories in it. And 52% of the total sugar in your average normal daily nutritional value uh 26 grams so this one is even sugar-er than the coke variant uh this also has carbonated water high fructose corn syrup natural flavor caramel color phosphoric acid caffeine citric acid and basically the same thing there but this has 24 grams of caffeine and again in the coke there were 21 milligrams of caffeine uh unfortunately he did not give me an extra one so uh cheers howie blues and, and here maybe if he did kidder you're just holding on to it so that i feel guilty and uh 
you have to go out and grab that sunny D. Oh, sure. I'm not going to, but. Mm. So the first uh, sniff off the top, it uh, definitely has the Pepsi scent, Pepsi Cola scent, and then a very, very sweet um, addition to it. It almost smells here. Here's the weird uh, smell reference. You know, the foam in the car washes when you go through how it smells very, very flavorful, very scenty, pleasant. It smells yeah. like that. Mm. So I'm going to drink some car wash fluid, uh, a washer fluid, <laughs> something or other. That's bizarre. So thanks, local geek. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it at least has that Peeps taste to it. So if you like Peeps and you like Pepsi, you better go pick up a, a six-pack or something because this is going to be right up your alley. Even the aftertaste is like the, the marshmallowy, sugary Peeps-ness. Hmm. Well, there's that. The other yeah. thing. Oh, go ahead. <clears throat> well, I, I sent you a couple photos because I knew that they, they'd come up in the episode here. But the one photo I wanted to talk about since we're talking about this is other cheap plug products, essentially. And being that time of the season with the other peeps showing up on store shelves in mass is peeps cereal howard have you seen this in the store now that i haven't seen but it doesn't surprise me it was it, uh, i happen to be strolling the aisles of a big box store recently and came across the kellogg's peeps cereal and apparently it's mostly marshmallows in there and they're marshmallow or you know the marshmallow uh, cereal marshmallows but they're regular marshmallows and marshmallow flavored cereal so you get double your peeps with chick and bunny shaped marshmallows and if you buy two of them there's a coupon right on the front so you can save an extra dollar so mm -hmm. that's uh, i i did not purchase a box i was more in amazement of what else can people make money off of? It's amazing. Again, uh, because like I, I don't know about you, Kidder, but like growing up, my mom wouldn't buy us like, like we would never have gotten peep cereal. We didn't get cereal with chocolate in it. We didn't, you know, you know, by the closest we got to anything kind of crazy was Lucky Charms, and that's you know about it. I, I just. Even now, as an adult, I sit here and I'm like, ooh, ooh, that just seems overly sugary. I, I don't know that I I could do a whole box of that <laughs> stuff. Might be a bit much. But then again, it might also be a cereal that I would get and still add sugar to. Because why not? <laughs> Diabetes, that's why. <laughs> where uh, where are you yeah, where do you stand on sugary? Cereals, kidder. Were, were you always just a guy who said, you know what? 
Could always use more sugar. Somewhat. Uh, the Honey Nut Cheerios, I wouldn't add a whole lot to. I mean, they, they are used to be sugary enough, <clears throat> almost. But I'd, at times, even add sugar to Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. <laughs> so, I, I like the, the sugary cereals to get me going in the morning. But then again, I also enjoyed Raisin Bran with sugar. Something about the sweetness of the raisins. And Smacks was one of my favorites. The Honey Nut Oats and uh, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah, see, and like Fruity Pebbles, we never really did. The closest we ever got was like the occasionally we would get like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. About as close as we would get to anything super sugary. But we wouldn't get most of the stuff that you just listed off. <clears throat> That's how it goes. And on to the next gimmicky thing. Howard, how do you feel about ranch? Ah, you know, I, uh, I've been known to, to enjoy the occasional bit of, you know, ranch on a salad to dip things in like fries. Mm. Sometimes I mix in a little of Frank's hot sauce to it, like buffalo stuff, and then have like buffalo ranch. Mm. Good stuff. Good stuff. But But that's about it. Yeah, that's about as far as I go with it. So you mean you never ever in your wildest dreams thought about putting it on or in or with ice cream? No, uh, that sounds pretty uh, pretty terrible there, Kidder. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I don't think I would want any of it. I might uh, taste a spoon of it, but that would not be worth the probably $5 to buy the thing of it. I would... I, I'll go out on a limb, and here's a suggestion for anybody who doesn't want to waste $5 on a whole thing of ice cream that you're probably not going to like. Uh, they have ranch packets, basically ranch flavoring that you can buy for, I don't know, a dollar. So buy one of those and a bunch of vanilla ice cream, because then you can eat it with or without it, right? And then uh, get a spoonful of it in your bowl. Mix a bunch of the ranch and the vanilla. Just whip it up. Try that. It's probably about the same as whatever that would be. And then I just saved you throwing up and whatever else. What do you think, Howard? Uh, you know, I'm going to guess that there's some other additional flavoring sort of things that they put into that to make it not be so bleh, that you, you know probably wouldn't be able to get away with it quite like you're describing, but... I don't know. I still don't want to do it. Well, that's that. <clears throat> Howard says, hell no. And I'm <laughs> like, eh, no, probably not. Yeah, I just just don't think that I would uh, truly enjoy that. And uh, you know what? I do enough suffering for this show. So, yeah, no. But do you, though? Uh, listen, as the guy who had to drink like uh, the death by coconut beer. Yeah, I, I think I'm good for a bit. I also drank that pumpkin spice beer. Yeah, you did. And the Black-O-Lantern. I, uh, I feel like I have suffered enough uh, for the people. And uh, you know what? I have a fridge full of stuff that uh, will probably be more suffering. Although, hey, I, you know, I, I did share that beer with you and the local geek and JS. We need to do that soon. Get all four of us. Yes. And I almost got that beer into his hands last night. Mm. However, did not happen. 
So it will happen very soon, potentially before our next record. So we will be able to partake in that. <clears throat> and local geek will be happy to get another tally on the list above the lazy goalie of being the uh, most frequent guest on this program. Yeah, yeah, the the race is heating up. So the race that lazy goalie doesn't even know about yet because I uh, forgot to tell him. <laughs> yeah, I tell him. I well, I mean, listen. Eventually, that episode is going to come out and. Uh, He'll know. Okay. I was looking for another flavor combination thing that I had uh, come across not too long ago, but like everything else, when you try and find it, especially on the book face, you can't find it. Oh, here's one of them. TGI Fridays products. You know, we used to love TGI Fridays when they were here. Nice, delicious Guinness shake and the Jack Daniels sauce. Very tasty. Now, if you look in the frozen food section, you may find Southern fried mini corn cobs. They're little, literally mini corn cobs that are breaded with a, quote, Southern fried breading like you would get on a piece of fried chicken. Your thoughts on that, Howard? That just... Does not sound good. Does not, yeah, sound like anything that I would want to eat. Not that I'm a real picky eater, but I don't know. I'm not that big of a fan of corn. Like I, I enjoy like the occasional like ear of corn, you know, like during the summer on a barbecue, a little bit of buttered corn. Yeah, now that I'm fine with, but I don't know that I'd want deep fat fried mini corn. Yeah. And it's, you know, frozen, right? So it's in the frozen section. So then you bring it home and then what do you do with it? Cooking instructions weren't there. So I would assume that you would put it in the oven or potentially an air fryer, but still not going to be the same as if you went to the restaurant, had it breaded, deep fried and brought to your table fresh like that. The last thing on the new concoctions and flavors that I can think of is Buffalo Wild Wings. Has two new flavors. One is a honey garlic barbecue, I believe, is the final piece of that trifecta. And the other is a ranch buffalo. Got to try the ranch buffalo one, and it is like a buffalo sauce that's been already dipped in ranch. I uh, I would be okay if that one stayed on the menu. Is it just a uh, temporary thing with these new sauces, or is this? Yeah, it's it's like their their sauce concoctions uh, from the lab. So they they bring out the temporary flavors, and then there's the potential that if they're popular enough, that they stay on the menu. But uh, most of the temporary ones they've had have ended up being dropped. Just like way back in the day with the honey barbecue when it first came out, it was a temporary flavor, was on the menu for about four months and then disappeared. And we were upset. We demanded they bring back the honey barbecue because it was delicious. And it took them a while, but our cries were finally heard and we were able to succeed. 
successfully regained the honey barbecue and it has been a permanent staple on the menu. I enjoyed honey barbecue. I can't say the last time I've eaten at a Buffalo Wild Wings, though. It's been years, probably, actually. Well, That's the... I can tell you the prices have continued to go up. You know, I remember like when we were in college, like Buffalo Wild Wings, like it wasn't the cheapest place to go eat, but it, it wasn't so bad. Like if you went on like one of the like nights where the wings were like super cheap, you know, it wasn't too bad. You could get couple different smattering of wings you know you could try some stuff mm -hmm. nowadays i feel like you go in especially once they got to the point where like they went away from like the number like where you could say yeah i want five uh honey barbecue and 10 garlic chicken you know or whatever I, it's been so long i can't even remember sauces mm -hmm. you know but they went from that they went to the size you know like and, and it's like well there's the snack size the I don't even remember the size. I just remember one of them was snack. <laughs> yep. That was the smallest one. I have yeah. good news for you, Howard. They went back to the numberings, and it's six for the small, 12 for the regular, and up from there. Which is fine. You know, but that at least makes it easier to order what, you know, like, especially because part of the fun, at least to me, part of the fun of a place like Buffalo Wild Wings is trying the different wings you know the different sauces seeing what each one's about maybe developing a new favorite mm -hmm. and when you're paying that much for you know i think the last time i went in i forget what all i ordered but i was like oh my gosh that's a lot like i had to take a doggy bag home because there's more wings than i really needed but well the the snack or the small size of six wings is i want to say eight dollars and the regular where you get 12 is $13, but at least there you get two options for sauces. So you can get two on the one plate, but it, they still, as far as I know, do the uh, Tuesday traditional wing sale where you get, you know, 70 cents per wing or whatever it's up to endless wings on Wednesday and then the boneless Thursday for 50 cents a wing or whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. They're expensive. Kid, Kidder, let, let me put it this way. You uh, you eat out more than I do. Mm -hmm. Overall, uh, not, again, not diving into the political side of things, but everybody kind of knows that, you know, inflation has been a thing as of late. How are, like, are you noticing, like, a, a large increase of prices at restaurants yeah yeah everywhere uh, even soda prices which were 250 to three dollars uh, generally they're usually between two and three dollars in the past couple of years but now are three to four dollars for your refill you know soda that you would get and get the refills <clears throat> other items that would have been in the 15 to $16 range or now in the $24 range, uh, specifically at uh, a seafood restaurant that likes to sail to Cheddar Bay on the skiff. I typically get the ultimate feast because it has a little bit of everything that I want. And for the longest time, it was 
$28. Started it, you know, that I can remember when I was buying it for myself around 25. It went up incrementally because, you know, seafood is somewhat expensive and progressively starts going up. But now that's $39 and, and that's in 10 years or so. A couple of the other items on their festive menu for the lobster were 45 to $50. And yes, I get that it's two lobster tails. However, it's also a chain restaurant. This isn't a local steakhouse or even a chain high-end steakhouse that you're going to. This is sailing the skiff to Cheddar Bay. Yeah. So the prices are getting somewhat out of hand and and it makes it even worse uh if you would typically go group of friends or even your family and you might want to look at getting an appetizer just to share everybody gets a couple pieces of whatever you order well now the appetizers are between eight and fifteen or more dollars depending on on some of the appetizers uh, one place, the appetizer for one item was $19. Like that's, that's as much as a, a, the cost of a meal, like an entree. So at that point, do you want to get an entree or, or do you want to get an appetizer? And it sucks. So instead of getting that appetizer and entree, you can go on to beerbluesbs.com, click buy us a beer, and you can buy us like $20 worth of beers, which in our realm and, and our fridges is uh, at least 20 beers. So you could be the triple B hero of the week for buying us that many beers. Just go to beerbluesbs.com, click buy us a beer, and help a couple good brothers out. <laughs> No inflation here. Nope. Nope. Just Not maybe a couple inflated hats and egos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, uh, you know, it, it is St. Well, it's uh, okay. Insider secret. It's the day after St. Patrick's day, but you know, we're, we're celebrating tonight. Um, as we, uh, as we do. And, uh, normally kidder, uh, you know, I would be, uh, partaking i have a a mug that holds three beers at a time and that's what i would be uh doing mm-hmm. um and, and kidder knows this uh and and such but you, you, dear listener or viewer you, you may have noticed howard has been dialing back the beer consumption um uh, and you know and i realized kidder i i've never said why on the show um but the the, the very simple thing is um we get childcare through my mother-in-law. She is semi-retired, didn't really want to get another job, and so decided that she wanted to do childcare uh, for us, and we pay her to do so. Uh, but she's been having a bit of a health crisis. Um, basically, it's kind of like they don't know exactly what she had, but it's basically an autoimmune disease kind of presenting very similar to lupus. It's not lupus. Um, and basically her body attacked itself recently and caused her a whole lot of pain and such. And she wasn't able to watch the kids and hasn't been able to watch them. So 
uh, Lefty and I tried to find other daycare providers, couldn't get both kids in. It's really hard to get somebody for Little Miss because not a lot of places can take infants because there's a lot of specialty or at least need with an infant. So we've had a lot of issues with that. And kind of the, the we got down to kind of our last two options. One, Lefty takes a leave of absence. Or two, Lefty is now working every weekend um, so that I'm here during the weekends for the kids. And then she only has one day that we have to find coverage during the week. Um, and because of that, uh, and, and you know, that's why I, I drink usually one beer. You've been noticing one beer per show. Um, and it's just because, yes, I, you know, it's not like I'm getting drunk down here and I could easily do more than one. Uh, but as Kidder knows, I try to be very responsible and say something were to happen and I need to rush a kid to the emergency room. I don't want to be so inebriated that I can't do it. So that's why I've dialed it back. So wishing my mother-in-law a speedy recovery. She keeps getting better. She's not there yet. But until then, Howard's kind of on a one beer a show uh, run. So that that's that's what's going on and that's why yeah you probably even see me drink a lot more um of the uh non-alcoholic lately it's not that i you know am avoiding drinking it's you know being responsible well hey on uh, maybe tuesday or wednesday or whatever day it is then is we'll do a special segment where howard pulls out uh, the kegerator <laughs> puts the beers in there and lets it roll. Why? Just to do it. And then fill content. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you, if you want to see this mug that holds three beers, Hey, go back and watch the last time we did this episode. Um, I, I wore this same stupid hat. Kidder did some magic. It, uh, you know, it was all good. It's all good. Yeah. I've dialed it back in recent times, you know, budget cutbacks. <laughs> I do have some breaking sports news though for you, Howard Blues. Oh, let, let's let's hit that breaking news and you know here, let me dust that graphic off. As I sent you a message last night, the heartbreaking defeat of our University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux men's hockey team versus St. Cloud State University Huskies. And almost 10 minutes into the overtime. And that story was, I feel it's very controversial and worthy of the DraftKings screwy finish of the night graphic because our team were fighting and they were trying to bring the puck into the offensive zone. Yes, the St. Cloud zone. It went across the blue line. The linesman was there, and the puck bounced screwily off the linesman's skates, creating an odd situation where everybody is not in the right place. Well, what happens? There's somewhat of an odd man rush. St. Cloud ends up getting back into our defensive zone pass across top shelf screwy finish which is why i posted assist going to the uh, linesman there 
and then F-U-S-C-S-U. Uh, but <clears throat> that's just how it goes. So either way, there was the look of if it were offsides. Unfortunately, they couldn't go back farther to see if it was offsides in the UND zone at the blue line there. It was onside going into, I should say, into the St. Cloud zone, and it was onside going into the UND zone. And so, therefore, the call stands about 10 minutes into the OT St. Cloud with the crap moving on, which led to the finale tonight. And this is where the breaking sports news comes in. The championship game for the NCHC Frozen Faceoff featured the Colorado College Tigers and the St. Cloud State University Husky women. Well, the first time in history that Colorado College has made it to the championship game of the Frozen Faceoff. Now remember, this is different than the NCAA Men's Hockey Championship Tournament. Separate things, because this is the Conference Championship Tournament. The other is the NCAA National Tournament. Okay? So, tonight, <clears throat> CC versus SCSU. And unfortunately, your 2023 Frozen Faceoff Champions, the St. Cloud State Huskies. So they will go on to the NCAA National Tournament, and I don't believe Colorado College will be going anywhere. But Denver lost, so there's that. And my understanding is also the Minnesota Gophers lost their Big Ten tournament game, which is always a win when the Gophers lose. Yeah, no, that's a sad way for us to end the season. Um, and you hate screwy, I hate screwy finishes like that. It's the one time that I wish real sports was like wrestling, you know, where you'd have a screwy finish like that, and somewhere like the GM comes out and goes, "Wait, wait, 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 we're not gonna let it end like this," <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, but it is part of sports. You do get these odd fluke of a play things that happen i mean it it happens um but yeah sad, sad way to end the season though i, I mm -hmm. hate to end it on again something like that um because it's depressing just, notes yeah. just like the entire time we were in college and just post college and then post post college <laughs> depression for so many 13 years of our lives depression <laughs> The immense anticipation, excitement, and sudden heartbreak and crushing defeat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, there's always next year. Let's go. Let's go, Sue. Make it happen. The luck of the Irish be with us in 2023-2024. Switching, switching gears, though, over to your Colorado Avalanche. What? <laughs> what? I just, I, I just had to laugh that you were changing your lights based on which team you're talking about. We, we switched gears, and I forgot to turn these on tonight, so we were switching gears. 
It seemed like one of those transitional things, right? You just got to have a transition. I mean, I mean, it just worked, but it was on such a cheesy level, you know. <laughs> you know, it's just. I suppose I could have done it without actually showing the remote. Like, oh yeah, we're talking about your fighting suit tonight, and now that we've concluded that, onto the Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> it just, it just, what it remind me of Kidder was like those. Uh, you see them in movies and shows where they do like the bad, like you know, community television shows where it's, you know, somebody who really shouldn't have a show has a show. And it's just like that. Hey, we're switching gears. And uh, we're now going to talk about something sad. You know, it just. Oh, look at that. We multiple color changes within the same two minutes. (laughs) Where else can you get that? Public access. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Anyway, uh, uh, you, you were switching over to the abs. Yeah, we, we transitioned. Can't you tell? <laughs> I, <laughs> honestly, Kidder, I'm still, you know, I'm still assembling models, so I'm facing this way a lot of the time. So if you've been doing this for more than just this episode, never noticed. <laughs> so. I can neither confirm nor deny these nor any other allegations at this time. <laughs> so, Colorado Avalanche. Doing fantastic. I'm wearing the St. Patty's Day Nathan McKinnon jersey there. As you can see with the shamrock on the shoulder and even the uh, the pin, the shamrock pin in the hat. Yeah, classy stuff. Well, today, the matinee game in Detroit at Little Caesars Arena. It was a great game there, Howard. I mean, anytime you get to play the Red Wings dinosaurs team you get a little oh scruffy action going on because of the not so immense hatred anymore between the two teams because you know not conference rivals anymore but still a little bit of agitation is necessary well final score out of little caesar's arena in detroit the detroit red wings won your Colorado Avalanche, five. It was a good nice. game to watch. Good matinee game. Very good. Couple We've, fights, uh, couple you know things happening in there. It was good. That's also the fifth in a row for the Avs. And the Avs need every win that uh, they can muster through the rest of the season because there are only a few games left. I think we're under 15, 14 games left. Let me see. Well, this isn't going out long enough, but according to this, there's there's at least five games remaining. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, basically, the abs need more points. And, oh, yeah, that reminds me. How did the Minnesota Mild do tonight? That's a good question. They were also in action, and the uh, Avs are fighting with the Wild for positioning in the Central Division ranking. And you know how important that is. Yeah, because that, I mean, it, for those who maybe don't know, I mean, where you end up, that determines who you're going to face team-wise. So the higher up you get, you know, you get to face probably a worse team. So today... Minnesota Wild facing the Boston Bruins this at the XL Energy Center in 
Uh, St. Pal, Minnesota. Boston Bruins, five. Minnesota Wild, two. I'm just going to say this now, Kidder, um, because this is just from what I've seen, as much as I would love for the Avs to win back-to-back Stanley Cup, I think the this is probably going to be the Boston Bruins year. They have been on a tear this year, and not to say the Avs couldn't overcome them, but it's going to be a fight for us to overcome the Bruins. They have been rock solid this year. So, I mean, things can happen. Playoff hockey is different than regular season hockey, but uh, I, I would almost, if I was a betting man, I'd almost put money on the Bruins this year to win the cup. Well, clearly you can't because I know you're not a betting man and you're also an Avs fan. So out of the question, Uh, but uh, did you know, and there are still regular season games left to play, so hopefully it doesn't happen, but there's still a chance. The Avalanche are tied for first with the highest number of different skaters playing. What does that mean? Well, so many people have been injured and taken out of the lineup that the Avs have had to bring in other players from the Colorado Eagles, the developmental team for the Avs, rotating in and out. And then, of course, there were some trades throughout the season, so that brings in some new talent here and there, adding to the number. And if I remember correctly, the number of different skaters for the Avs was 43. In fact, Miko Rantanen is one of the only skaters who has not missed a game this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kale McCarr may have also been injured in the last eight or so minutes of today's game, which hopefully not because he was still on the bench for the rest of the game, but he did not play in the rest of the game. Now, uh, again, thankfully, there are a few days off until the next game. So hopefully whatever it is will not be an issue by the time that is, you know, next game or the next game. But basically, Avs need to win as many points as possible. Here are the standings in the Central Division. Number three, Minnesota Wild. Yes, they are down to number three at uh, officially 86 points. Or according to this, as I look at number two, we are officially tied. The Avs in the wild are tied. So I guess tied for second at 86 points. But uh, the Avs have played one fewer game, 68 games, and the wild have played 69 games. And it's typically an 82 game season. So, yes, there are a few games left. Dallas in the number one spot at 67, excuse me, 87 points. If I can read. Because the print is tiny. Uh, unfortunately, Rude Boy Kyle's Chicago Blackhawks uh, dead last in the central at 54 points. Uh, as we look, in fact, at the entire league, as you uh, had mentioned, Boston Bruins on a tear. They are at number one with 109 points at this point. Number two, the Carolina Hurricanes. Number three, the New Jersey Devils. Number four, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Number five, somewhat surprising, the Vegas Golden Knights. 
Number six, New York Rangers. Seven, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Number eight, the LA Kings. Number nine, the Dallas Stars. And number 10, your Colorado Avalanche. Officially eliminated, dead last in the league, the Columbus Blue Jackets at 49 points. And uh, next up, the San Jose Sharks. Farva's team also officially eliminated with 52 points. Uh, knocking on that door is Rude Boy Kyle's Chicago Black Hacks. Hey, you know, Kidder, uh, we, we we spoke about the Wild a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I know um, there's no uh, love loss for the, uh, or no love, I should say, for the Wild. <laughs> Sorry. I. I, I'm working on assembling a very complicated miniature, and it literally exploded right as I was like, oh, I'm finally going to talk about this. I'm trying to quickly put the pieces together before glue dries. Um, Anyway, but I do know, Kidder, there's nothing you love more than a good fight and a good hockey fight. And if the goalies get involved, mm, that's it's spicy. It's a good day. But uh, we recently were robbed of a goalie fight. Uh the Minnesota uh, Wilds, Marc-Andre Fleury, took exception when the St. Louis Blues, Bingington, nailed one of his uh, players in the nuts and then hit another one, and uh, the flowers skated down and uh, said, let's go, started dropping the gloves, taking off the helmet. Bingington's like, yeah, let's do this, and the ref said, no, 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 we're we're not we're not doing that and uh separated them before we could get a goalie fight yeah the officials have been pretty bad lately and that's very disappointing because i would have loved to see trash bennington get his lights knocked out get completely lit up because i think he's a piece of junk and he doesn't belong in the NHL. I think he should be fine and then fired. Get the hell out of here. You're done. You don't play in the NHL anymore. I mean, swinging sticks at players, heads, cheap shots at people's players, heads, mid body, their groin, trying to take out players that, that just isn't something that should be, in the NHL. I uh, I did just see this as oh. I was kind of scrolling. Uh, it's it's uh, Ryan Reeves of the Wild and his his response to Bington's antics during this whole shenanigans of the fight. Uh, he said, I don't exactly know what he was doing. He just got buried on, took a five-minute penalty, and he's trying to fire up the crowd. It was a weird time to fire up the crowd. Hey, I appreciate the power play, I guess. So It's very odd and rare when I slash we side with Reeves. Because in my book, he's up there with Bennington. I, I was going to say, Kidder, I mean, if that fight would have happened for, for the brief time that that fight took place I, I mean we probably could have counted you as a minnesota wild fan during that brief fight one and only time well i, I wouldn't have been a, a wild fan i would have been a flurry fan and i mean he's played for 
four teams now. So yeah. I'll, be a, I'll be a Blackhawks fan. <laughs> uh, also add in there, uh, Kidder, uh, if you didn't see it, uh, just so happens that uh, they had Flurry mic'd up for that game. And so uh, there are videos out there that you can find. In fact, hey, Future Howard is going to put a nice link down in the show notes. So if you want to see and hear this for yourself, you can. But you can actually hear Flurry uh, as he challenges and, uh, and and tries to start this fight. So good. You can also, if, if, you, if you have the volume up, loud enough and a good set of headphones you could also hear the ref uh tr- shutting him down uh <laughs> he's trying to do it so something of uh some interest there but yeah we we, we were robbed of a goalie fight and hmm. not that i'm a big person on fights but i mean a goalie fight is rare you just you don't see it yeah so that's disappointing kind of wrapping up hockey talk unless you have something else uh, as well on wednesday I was I started off watching the Avalanche Senators game in Ottawa and was able to watch the first two periods of the game and then I had to run an errand. So while I was out and about, I turned uh through Sirius XM because terrestrial radio sucks, and I was able to listen to the Avalanche and Senators broadcast. Now Unfortunately, it was not the Avalanche broadcast with Connor McGahee, the superior piece of broadcast excellence that it is. And if you've never listened to the radio broadcast or radio stream, you're missing out. You really get the picture of the game. It's it's fantastic. Connor McGahee does a great job, and then he brings in, uh, at times, some other co-hosts from the altitude broadcast network anyway it was the ottawa senators feed so we're listening to the canadian broadcaster and there were a few calls <clears throat> through that game uh that were you can't even say they were borderline questionable because the officiating was horrible on both sides missed calls over penalized calls both both ways okay so we get into the latter part of the game and the commentators did not like how the game had been going and the latest call one of the commentators starts going off this officiating is absolutely terrible this is the worst officiating i've seen in a a hockey game and and i don't even know how many years this is absolutely horse bleep this this is horse bleep i tell you i cannot even believe all how this uh just it's just horse bleep literally what the guy said And, and then i'm like okay you have to go that far i mean this is a national broadcast international broadcast of radio so you're making yourself look like a tool whatever then he guy keep he's still going off on it and now he goes that guy i i don't know what what's wrong with any of them but they're just making an ass out of themselves i can't believe how big of an ass they are this is absolute trash just going on and on i'm like you know okay ass isn't really really a swear word but again for an international professional broadcast which we know this show is not just refrain from using 
any swear words, even the implication of a swear word. So apparently their quote unquote play by play talent in Ottawa is uh, not what it is down here in the States. So I just have to say that. And I was laughing because these guys are just a couple of clowns. And then I was happy when the Avalanche scored again and maintained the lead and the Avs pulled off the victory six to five to just get that extra top shelf, little, little, you know, extra cream on top just for those two asshats. (laughs) So there's that. Anyway, I was going to say, Kinner, uh, as we talked in the pregame, uh, I got to go feed a baby. So it's a perfect I... time to take a short break. Get mm-hmm. the hamster, fire him up. We'll be back momentarily. Kidder, I'm back if you are still around. Ah, yes, I was here all along. <laughs> okay. But I don't really have a reason to argue with you about it. But uh, oh, I mean, if you if you say you were here, then mm-hmm. then 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 you were here. I figured you'd want to know that because you sent me a message that you were back. But I've been here all along, <laughs> except for the part where I sat down. And I'm like, all right, kidder, I'm back, and you, you, you didn't respond. But yeah. Didn't have the headphones on. Right. I figured just why I send a text. <laughs> Instead, so. I was getting my last minute discounted items order placed on a certain website that sells Avalanche gear. Mm. Because there was some stuff that was 70% off. Ooh. Yeah. I needed to get it in because 11 Central was the, the cutoff. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm glad I could offer you a, a break to do that. You know, it uh, that works out, works out. And uh, hey, now that I uh, am done feeding a baby, uh, Kidder, uh, I'm I'm kind of thirsty. I think it's time for what's on tap, round two. Fights. No wait, drink. <clears throat> Engage. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, hey, you know what? I I got something here from a brewery. I don't think we've had on the show before. Uh, this is from the, uh, Squatters Craft Beers. It's interesting that they didn't call themselves Squatters Brewery. Oh, no, they do. Squatters Brewery out of Salt Lake City, Utah, which, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, local geek, does not scratch one off of your list. We've, we've had stuff from, uh, Utah before. Uh, but this particular one is their Hell's Keep Belgian-style golden ale. We got for description on here hell's keep is a complex and refreshing belgian beer experience unique flavors and amorous aromas sorry aromas created during fermentation along with bold carbonation produce this devilishly delicious belgian style golden ale good for what ails you 7.75 percent alcohol by volume that is a that's a pretty heavy beer for what I would normally take as a stiff beer. Yes. Yeah. For a, for a, a golden ale. Um, I had not looked at that before. <laughs> okay. I got nothing for tasting notes or anything like that. So, uh, yeah. So let's, uh, crack this thing open. No, uh, no distinct smell to it. That would give me a hint at what I might be tasting. 
Hmm. That's uh that's an interesting taste. <laughs> Gonna be one of those beers when the tasting notes is interesting. Yeah, well I'm trying to figure out like to me, Kidder, I, I'm trying to decide which cheap beer it tastes the most like. It's got a very um weedy taste to it. Um, but yeah, the, the thing that it reminds me of is, is closer to, uh, gosh, almost like a grain belt Nordice, you know, but like a, almost more like a Pilsner, not quite like the, the real on like the watery side of the cheap beers, but I mean, it's not bad, but just not what I was expecting. Huh. I'm a little worried about that 7.75 because this is. What I would say, if there's anything devilish about this, it's it tastes like a much lighter beer. Yeah, it's the kind of thing like that. That seven point seven five is gonna like sneak up on me later. I just know it. So right when you're wanting to go to sleep, probably, probably I might have a tough time making it up the stairs. Makes me kind of glad that I'm working on this. I did a good majority of the work on this complex model before I open this thing up. Interesting. Um, if I had to give it a rating, yeah, probably a three. Nice it's, middle it's, of the road brew. Right, right. You know, it, it's it's a three. It's kind of a, like I'm going to enjoy it tonight. Would I buy a six pack of it? Probably not. But even if I did, it wouldn't be the worst thing, you know? <laughs> like it, it's, it's average. Sacrificial beer at a price. Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, again, I bought this as a single, so I don't know what a, a 12 pack of this would cost, but probably more than the cheap beer I could get that pretty much has the same taste. But if you, know, you wanted to get drunker faster, I guess this would be the thing to go with. So there. Hope that helps somebody who's listening to this trying to make up a decision in the, uh, the liquor store. And then there's local geek uh, reading that, and he's putting that whole thing in the review like, Howard, why didn't you just stop talking after you gave it a three? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I'm trying to like justify it because I, it to me, Kidder, it was. It was just surprising enough that I was like, huh, how do I describe this and get people a, you know, I want people to have a sense. They should either, when we have a beer, they should either go, yep, I got to try that, or nope, not touching that with a 60 foot pole. About 62 feet. I mean, that's kind of an obnoxiously long pole. I mean, a 60-foot pole is obnoxiously long anyway. <laughs> you know. It's that extra two feet between not trying it and trying it. Like, the two feet right there. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm good now. We'll yeah. try that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kinner, what, what yeah. are you having for uh, what's on tap? I have no oh, idea. I should probably open, open the fridge and see. Oh, man. Let's see here. Well, that one's from the local geek. I have to wait on that one. And then uh, we have a few other pieces of selection in here. How about, let's do this one. You, you, have, <clears throat> you have your own uh, ale going on. That's not quite it. So let's give this one a shot. I would also like to mention that I, I came upon the score from tonight's game, and this would be a callback to earlier in the show, and we were discussing hockey news. And the final score out of 
St. Paul, Colorado College, zero, the St. Cloud State Huskies, three. Ooh. So I, I know I mentioned that that uh, St. Cloud had won already, but didn't have the score. Now there's the score. Let the depression ensue. So this one is Ellie's Brown. Hmm. It, uh, it's, it's got a nice dog on there for you. Yeah, nice looking doggo. Mm-hmm. It is a classified as an American brown ale, 5.5% alcohol by volume, and it is a 12 fluid ounce can or 355 milliliters if you're anywhere else in the planet. This does not check off another list of on the state's list, that is, because it is from Avery Brewing in Boulder, Colorado. According to this, Ellie's Brown is loyal, friendly, and mellow. Very good way to classify your beer. And it's brown with Rocky Mountain water, uh, malted barley, hops, and yeast. Couldn't read that in in mirror. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, beer first, the rest will follow. And even though this is made in Colorado, brewed in Colorado, I should say, it does not have Ball Corporation aluminum on this, which we are, at least on my end, two for three, or not one for three on the evening. So I, I don't know about you and, and your beverages. Uh, the Coke was, so you are at least one for two on the evening. What do you think, Howard? You you have another with... Uh, uh, the Squ- the squatters is ball. Wow. Two for two on your end. Very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Mountain Dew uh, pitch black does not seem to be ball. Oh, no. uh, and oh, then the, the, the A&W root beer that I've also been sipping on. Uh, man, you got, you're just quad fisting it over there. <laughs> kind of, kind of. I mean, the the pitch black was pretty much gone when I came down. I think I had like a swig of it left. Yeah, this is uh, the A and W is not mm, ball. So two for four, kidder. Two for four. All right. Uh, just a side note as well. Before I actually sniff this beer, I would like to raise this beer to the memory of uh, former colleague in the radio biz uh you said swig and that was his nickname uh each year around this time have a photo with bill tanner and those of you in the el forco grande region will recognize that name from a terrestrial radio station that does not suck where i began my radio career and uh we worked with scott swigman until uh he unfortunately succumb to the nasty nasty c word and uh, so here is a raised beverage to the memory of swig and hopefully still flying high and having a good time wherever you are in the beyond so we still still miss you and love this time of year when the photo comes up and also just to tag on to that 316 day a couple days ago but 
can't uh, go past it without giving on oh hell yeah for stone cold but more so for the memory of our dearly departed friend cody schmidt uh it, w- it would have been his birthday on 316 so yeah, and fly high and uh, hope to see you somewhere in the beyond so cheers and uh may your glass never be empty All right, Uh, so on with the show and tasting this for the first time here, the brown ale and the scent. It does have uh, those chocolatey notes, so very brown and weedy. And as you drink it, it it is kind of thick. So I like that being from the, the brown ale, that it is a little bit more on the heavy end, so you get what you pay for. Um. For a brown ale, uh, I think I'd have to give it about a 3.3. You know, I wouldn't be able to drink three or four of these, but one or two uh, on a cold day or or even, I mean, it is kind of chilly out there. As you can see on the KRDN Eyewitness Weather Now stream, 16 to 14 degrees, depending on where you are in Bismarck. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, not too bad. Hmm. You know, uh, speaking of beer, Kidder, uh, the local geek, the uh, official brewmaster of the Triple B, uh, sent us a uh, a link to uh, Ranker.com. Apparently, it's a link to the best beer in every state. And um, he thought that it'd be useful in us checking off those... Uh, those pesky states as we tried to drink our way through the U, good old U.S. of A. Um, but that would be worth sharing with the audience, in case you're curious um, and such. So going through these in no real, well, just starting at the top, working my way down. Um, but I haven't looked at all these yet, Kidder, so there could be some surprises out here. Uh, Wisconsin has the... Uh, New Glarus Brewing Company was voted as a, that's okay. So I'm going to already call a little bit the shenanigans. This seems to be like selecting the best brewery, not necessarily the best beer. Damn it. Local geek. You weren't supposed to drink that much green beer before you sent it to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause, cause that's saying a brewing company, but I, I mean, they make more than the one beer. So I guess this is the best brewery. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out more. Okay. But anyway, Wisconsin, the new Glarus brewing company, it says here, and I'm not going to read every paragraph, but uh, the brewery's best selling beer is spotted cow, an American cream ale with some of the most lauded beverages, including include the raspberry tart and serendipity fruit beers. Uh, right up Del- your alley. Yeah. Uh, Delaware. It's the dogfish. Head or Dogfish Head Craft Brewery, the Bourbon Barrel Aged Worldwide Stout 90 Minute IPA, and the Worldwide Stout are among the brewery's most acclaimed offerings. The acclaimed, everybody loves the acclaimed. Oh, wait, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Michigan has the Founders Brewing Company, and it says here the brewery's Canadian Breakfast Stout and Kentucky Breakfast Stout 
Uh, both American Imperial Stouts are among the most popular brews, as well as the Backwards Bastard Scotch Ale. Indiana uh, has Floyd's Brewing Company, or Three Floyd's Brewing Company. Sorry, misspoke there. Yeah, don't forget the other two. Yeah. Uh, as for the beers, fans of Three Floyd's Brewing have an affinity for the Marshmallow Hanji a Russian Imperial Stout featuring a robust 15% alcohol per volume. Woo! As well as Zombie Dust, which is an American pale ale. Thought Local Geek was getting heavy when he made that 10-point uh, uh, beer. But that's... Might, that's I was just going to say, might have to talk to my sister about uh, wrangling one of those up. Yes. Get us a couple. We need, we need extra content. <laughs> And a, a good night. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, I have some things to dispute with this next one, Kidder. Uh, okay. For Montana, they list the Big Sky Brewing Company. So here, truth be told, fans seem to have a lot of love for the Ivan the Terrible Imperial Stout, the Old Blue Hair Barley Wine, and the Shake a Day IPA. Uh, I'm just going to say this thing is wrong because clearly the best beer in Montana is Kettle House's Cold Smoke. Damn it. Uh, Maine is the Maine Beer Company, and the brewery's simply named beer known as Dinner, an American Imperial IPA, is among the most celebrated brews alongside the American IPAs known as Lunch and Another One. I call shenanigans because in no way can an IPA be listed as the top beer. <laughs> and I know it's the top beer from that brewery, but you know what? Not a top brewery if that is your top product. <laughs> no. Get the hell out of here. Okay, jumping to Massachusetts. Uh, we have the Treehouse Brewing Company. It says here, however, you can check the real-time availability of brews online. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that the lead off? Anyway, it's an it's yeah. one of those ads that's just thrown in there to throw you off. Well, like the, so he, I know you, I knew you haven't seen it, but the South Park episode where the news has become an ad, and the, you know it's a self aware, and you can't distinguish what's news and what's an ad. I, I mean, so for every entry on this, there's two paragraphs, and the first paragraph has been like about the brewery. So I just jumped to the second one, which talks about some of their more famous brews. And that was what it, however, you can check the real-time availability of brews online. Anyway, to skip we that line, oh, if available, I some of the most celebrated beers are all New England IPAs, including King Julius, Very Hazy, Juice Machine, and Very Green. Who the hell are these people making these decisions? And how do they become experts on beer? Typically, we would expect something like that from, I don't know, uncultured swines uh speaking of uncultured swines uh minnesota uh hey we've we've actually drank some uh beer from this place kidder it's the surly brewing company uh if you get a chance to check out any of the surly's locations fans suggest trying the abrasive ale an american imperial ipa and darkness a russian imperial stout we have not had either of those on the show there's still time yeah uh, Hawaii takes us to the Maui Brewing Company. 
Uh, if you find yourself in Maui looking for a tasty brew, check out. Oh God, you're gonna hate this. <laughs> check out the Coconut Porter, the Mosaic Mobeta, an American IPA, or the Black Pearl, which is aged in bourbon barrels. I'll I'll try the last one. That sounds delicious. The other yeah. ones, they we can throw those into the ocean. Just just dump them out. Actually, don't do that because I'm sure there's some kind of biological hazard for doing it. And so I'm not encouraging bioterrorism. So just don't make that those three others. Just just stop making them. Stop production now. Done. Uh, Louisiana, we have the Parish Brewing Company. Uh, aside from uh, King Break, Fans rave over the New England IPAs Ghost in the Machine and Nova Vert, as well as the English-style Sweet Stout, uh, which is a Cajun word, which I think is Reve? Reve? I don't speak Cajun. I almost tried to do my best Cajun there, but I refrained. Okay. Iowa, home of rude boy Kyle. Uh, This says it is the toppling goliath brewing company uh the crown jewel of the brewery's offerings is the kentucky brunch brand stout an american imperial stout that has been deemed the best craft beer in the entire world Hmm. by the users of rate beer don't believe i've had that one Gitter, I, I'm noticing a trend. I mean, we're only like 11 or 12 in, and like everything that has like they have suggested is either an imperial stout or an IPA. Very uncultured swines. They clearly don't watch this show. Again, speaking of uncultured swines, California uh, is where we jump to next with the Russian River Brewing Company. Uh, the brewery's two most highly acclaimed offerings are the similarly named American IPAs. Pilney the Younger and Pilney the Elder, <laughs> named after the ancient Roman historical figures. Uh, it's even worse that they named them after historical fi- figures, that they're still IPAs. Uh, Vermont, we have go to the uh, Hill Farmstead Brewery. Uh, this world-class brewery has a great many beers that fans have come to love, but among the most acclaimed are the New England IPAs. Abner and Double Galaxy, and the Belgian uh, session called Anne. Florida, uh, this is, uh, hey, this is another uh, company that I know we've, or another brewery we've had on the show. It's the uh, Cigar City Brewing, and uh, if you're looking for a choice brew, fans say you can't go wrong with Huna Hoopa's Imperial Stout or the Cafe Americano. Um, Is that King Koopa? I, I mean, no, it's H-U-N-A-H-P-U. Huna who? Huna Apus? Hmm. Yeah. Castro's Cuban cigar flavor? Uh, Oklahoma. We have the Prairie Artisan Ales. Uh, this brewery is celebrated for its bold, strong American Imperial Stouts, including Bourbon Paradise, Pirate Bomb, Screenshot, and Prairie Noir. <laughs> you have to go dark when you talk about the Prairie Noir. It was a dark day out there. The murder boy had just come and gone. He wanted one of these here stouts or an IPA, and I told him, get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping to New Jersey in a brewery that just can't get it done. Uh, it's the Kane Brewing Company. <laughs> can't. 
yeah. Uh, if you head over to the tasting room or partake in one of the brewery's guided or self-guided tours, it's suggested you try one of the highly rated American Imperial Porters, Sunday Brunch, Mexican Brunch, or Morning Bell. Hey, Kidder, you're going to Arizona this summer. I sure hope so. Well, then I recommend you check out the Arizona Wilderness Brewing Company. Uh, two of the brewery's most popular offerings are the barrel-aged American Presidential Stout and a sour ale called Cast No Stones. Wow. An actual sour ale on the list. How dare they stray from an IPA or a stout? My goodness. Does it say what city this brewery is located in, in Arizona? I'm glad you asked, Kidder. Going back and reading the first paragraph that I've been skipping, uh, located in the city of Gilbert, uh, these artisanal craft beers have created a brewery that aims to promote sustainability efforts by being environmentally conscious. So, Gilbert. And, uh, and, and the name of the <clears throat> um, uh, brewery again is? The Arizona Wilderness Brewing Company. That's right. Listen to the Triple B. Get your trips planned for you that's right triple b podcast and travel agency damn it we need money <laughs> and there's a flood warning for central arizona right now however gilbert is just to the southeast of downtown phoenix and just to the southeast of tempe and just to the south of mesa so you are in the greater phoenix metro area so hey, hey, something something you could check out, Kidder, while you're down there. I might have to, and I hope we have enough time because it'll probably take 45 minutes to get there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and those Ubers, Lyfts, and other ride shares just aren't the cheapest anymore. Hey, finally, uh, number eight. I think this is supposed to be like eat like I know this is supposed to be like the best beers in each state, but it's almost got like the states ranked as well, which is weird. But coming in at number 18. It's North Dakota. Wow. Uh, yeah, and it is the Draker Brewing Company out of Fargo, North Dakota. Draker's awesomely named New England IPAs known as Freak Parade and Ectogasm are among the brand's most celebrated brews, along with the American Imperial IPA, Loki is my homeboy. The Loki series on Disney Plus is really good. Looking forward to season two. I don't know if I need an IPA. Uh, Kansas has the Free State Brewing Company. Free State's best-reviewed beers include the Old Bacchus Barley Wine, Ode Max Imperial Stout, and Yakamaniac, an American Imperial IPA. Uh, jumping all the way up north to Alaska in the Anchorage Brewing Company, those who want to try the best the brewery has to offer might want to order a deal with a devil. An American barley wine that comes in at over 17% alcohol per volume for their Belgian IPA bitter monk. Woof. Local Geek uh, now has a, another level to strive for. Truthfully, One and done. I, I was going to say, I was about to say, Kidder, if you're going to have a beer with that high of an alcohol by volume, what you should name it is One and Done. Hey, yeah. On the same yeah. path there. It's almost like we've known each other for way too long. 
Uh, coming in at number 21, not, again, I don't know if this is supposed to be rated that way, but anyway, at 21, uh, it is South Dakota with the Lost Cabin Beer Company, which Dammit Kinder explains why we can't find a South Dakota beer. They're lost. Mm-hmm. And clearly inferior to North Dakota. I'll uh, bite my tongue. Uh, if you end up kicking back on the handcrafted benches, fans suggest checking out Lost Cabin's Bruce Banner APA or the Lord Grizzly Scotch Ale. Uh, Mississippi, we go to the uh, Southern Prohibition Brewing. If you find yourself in Hattiesburg and thirsty for a brew, check out SPB's New England IPAs known as Crowd Control, Paradise Lost, and Hex Clouds. Or if you prefer a different kind of brew, SPB also makes an acclaimed barrel-aged English barley wine known as Barley Legal. I see what they did there. They also apparently like using the word acclaimed in this article. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're seeing that a lot. We're uh, truthfully, the language is pretty common. Um, in all of these, uh, Utah, the Epic Brewing Company, not the Wasatch Brewing Company, which we've had on the show a couple of times and have yet to really give anything favor or say anything, uh, nice about them. Uh, but anyway, the Epic Brewing, has built its reputation on the strength and love for its American Imperial Stout, Big Bad Baptist, as well as Son of a Baptist and its sour, brainless, or sour, brainless variety of American wild ales. It's a mouthful. It, it was. Okay, North Carolina gives us the Wicked Weed Brewing. Some of Wicked Weed's most celebrated brews include the Heavenly Wild Ales, Red Angel, Golden Angel, and Angel of Darkness, as well as the American Imperial IPA, Freak of Nature. The names on some of these beers, Kidder. Uh, Georgia has the Creature Comforts Brewing Company. Uh, among the brewery's creative, inspired creations, Creature Comfort's most popular craft beers include Tropicala, an American IPA, as well as Cosmic Debris. <laughs> and Cosmic is spelled, Kidder, C-O-S-M-I-K. Yeah. Classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes you see me pause on some of these, because it's like, what the hell? Anyway. Uh, Alabama has the Good People Brewing Company. Uh, some of the brew's most popular and highest rated beers include El Gordo, a Russian Imperial Stout, and the Snake Handler Double IPA. New York, the Other Half Brewing Company. Beer lovers in the Big Apple should try Other Half's All Green Everything, a New England IPA, or the Green Diamonds Double IPA. Men. Okay, listen, I, I enjoy an IPA, but I, 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 IPAs and Imperial Stouts are not the only beers out there. Uh, New Hampshire, Stoneface Brewing Company. Speaking of IPAs. Oh, weird. <laughs> Stoneface's most popular offerings include Hopulization and self-titled Stoneface and Mazocalypse? Mazocalypse? Listen. How do you order some of these? I mean, some of these I'd probably just go, that one, I'll just take that one because I'm not going to try and say this. I think I would just turn around and leave if all of their offerings are the ones that are listed on this 
list. Uh, Maryland has the RAR or R brewing. It's a capital R, a lowercase a, a capital R. RAR. RAR. Anyway. RAR. Some choice brews include Hyde, a New England IPA, as well as an urban spice beer known as Ten Layer and an American Imperial Stout called First Meal. Allow me to take this break to drop this fun fact. Kidder, if you ever go on uh, KFC's Instagram, you might find that that um, the only they only follow 11 people, and it's every member of the Spice Girls and then a bunch of guys named Herb. Because that's their 11 herbs and spices. There you go. Yep. Uh, Wyoming uh, has Melvin Brewing. That's supposedly really good. Uh, no matter where people go to enjoy what Melvin Brewing has to offer, fans rave about the brewery's American IPAs, including Drunken Master, 2x4 DIPA, Hop Shocker, and Chuck Morris. Uh, Washington, we're uh, it's telling us the Fremont Brewing Company. In terms of Fremont's most celebrated beers, fans say that the best brews are the Rusty Nail, an English oatmeal stout, an American ale known as Coffee Cinnamon Bee Bomb, and Brew 3000, an English barley wine. Man, Kidder, some of these names, reading them off just makes me sound pretentious. Tennessee, we have the Bearded Iris Brewing. Uh, three of the Iris Brewing's most acclaimed brews are New England IPAs, including Attention Please, Chief of Chiefs, and Homestyle. Uh, New Mexico, we have the La Cumbre Brewing Company. Fans recommend an American IPA known as Project Dank and Elevated. And for those who prefer something a little different, La Cumbre also offers a great English-style sweet stout called Cafe Con Leche. South Carolina, we have the Westbrook Brewing Company, and they recommend uh, an American Imperial Stout called Mexican Cake. The brewery also offers a maple bourbon barrel aged Mexican cake and a Mexican coffee cake. Uh, Connecticut is the New England Brewing Company. If you head over to the taproom, fans of the brewery suggest grabbing a glass of Fuzzy Baby Ducks. Sounds like a crime against humanity. Yeah, it'd be. That's just makes that sentence sound terrible. So just grabbing a glass of fuzzy baby ducks. Classic. Yeah, or cool beans was the other beer uh, that they recommend. Uh, Missouri perennial arsenals. You can't go wrong with the American Imperial Stouts, known as barrel aged Abraxas and Sump Coffee Stout. So we're getting into the coffee stouts, seems like. Pennsylvania, Tired Hands Brewing Company. Uh, Tired Hands Belgian stations known as Hand Farm and Shambolic are among the brewery's best review. If you notice, I'm speeding up because this has been going on way too long. Ohio, <laughs> Jackie O's and Pub and Brewery. Uh, can't go wrong with the Bourbon Barrel Black Maple and American Imperial Porter or the American Imperial Stat Stat Stout. Oro Negro. Oregon has De, De Garde Brewing. If you like one of De Garde's delicate and artisanal craft beers, fans rave about the Nectarine Premier, as well as the brewery's wild ales known as the Broken Truck and the Lily. Okay. Illinois, Pipeworks Brewing Company. Uh, three of the brewery's most claimed beers are American Imperial IPAs, Emerald Groper, 
grouper. It's called grouper. Sherbet yeah, and crazy. Citra. Hey, Texas. Finally, uh, a beer we can recommend to Farva. The best beer in Texas presently comes from the Jester King Brewery. If you want to sip a refreshing brew while taking in the countryside scenery at the Jester King Tasting Room, fans suggest the brewery's American Wild Ales, including a trial... <laughs> and here sure. I thought, I thought it was going to be the Spatzel Brewing Company. but I mean, yeah. Uh, I'm going to skip the first one because you should never name your beer that. Uh, Nocturne Chrysalis and Mont Monacy uh, Ricardo Montalban. I am not pretentious enough to read those. Uh, Arkansas has the Ozark Brewing Company. Uh, these look to taste what the Ozark Brewing Company has to offer. Should try the Belgian Pale Ale or the Onyx Coffee Stout. Uh, West Virginia's the Bridge Brew Works LLC. Uh, they have a Check out the Belgian triple, triple call triple, Belgian double, known as the Dunglen double, or the German Schwarz beer called Black Diamond Lager. Okay, Colorado. We drink a lot of beer from Colorado, Kidder. Yeah. Uh, and this says that we should be trying stuff from the Casey Brewer, Brewing and Blending. Uh, they recommend... Uh, a Belgian saison uh, called Leaner, as well as Oak Theory, an American wild ale. Uh, Kentucky has Against the Grain Brewery and Smokehouse. Sounds like a wonderful place. Uh, you can't go wrong with the 70K. 70K is the name of the beer. An English-style sweet stout or the Russian imperial stout, Bowen Luke. Virginia has the Hardywood Parkcraft Brewery. Uh, English style sweet stouts, trickery, foolery, and Kentucky Christmas morning are its most celebrated. Nevada, hey, kid, are you go to Vegas? Yes, sir. So, this uh says that in Nevada, it's the Revision Brewing Company. Uh, it's it's located in the city of Sparks. You make your way over to Sparks to enjoy the tap room or find yourself in Reno. Oh, yeah. You don't tend to go to Reno. Reno at the Reno. Revision. Yeah. Or you find yourself in Reno at the Revision Taproom Speakeasy inside the Pignic Pub and Patio. Fans say you should try the Disco Ninja, the Gimme the Loot, Plant Loverton, or Battle of the Lords. All of which are stellar New England IPAs. Uh, hey, Kidder, we've had this uh, next one on the show. It's the from Idaho, the Grand Teton Brewing Company. They recommend the Double Vision Doppelbach, the Sheep Eater Scotch Ale, and the Five O'Clock Shadow are just a few of the breweries' delicious, delightfully named beers recommended by fans. We did not have any of those. Mm -hmm. uh, number 49, we're almost at the end here. The Tilted Barn Brewery... Uh, Offerings include the Chosen One, Milo's Phoenix, and Cactus, all New England IPAs. And finally, the only reason we went all the way through this list is because we wanted to get to Nebraska so we could talk about Brother Nico's territory. <laughs> it's the last one. Uh, Nebraska Brewing Company. The Nebraska Brewing Company has some truly celebrated concoctions for visitors to try, including a Malay Menage a Trois, a Belgian strong pale ale, and the Black Betty Imperial Stout. Ram-a-lamb? Oh, Black Betty. That beer had a child? Oh, Black Betty. 
Ramblam, that IPA went wild. Ramblam. Oh, Black Biddy. Now we're rambling. Yeah. Yeah. So that took far longer than I was expecting, but I was expecting more like a list of beers and not a list of breweries. So Ranker, name your things the correct thing. Damn yep, it. There you go. Now you can leave your comments below of your favorite beer and or brewery and what state it's from, if you know. Just look on the side of the can before you open it. Yeah. Or, hey, if you're one of our listeners from across the country, did they get it right? Tell us. Let us know. What's the best brewery in your uh, neck of the woods? Well, Kidder, we got a couple of topics left to, to kind of quickly hit here. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Which, which would you like to start? Should we do wrestling or music? Well, uh, we might as well end on an upbeat note. So let's talk about music first. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. So Avenged Sevenfold, or if you are Ashton Kutcher emceeing the concert in Newton, Iowa, featuring Metallica with special guests Avenged Sevenfold and Volbeat and MCA from the Beastie Boys, Ashton Kutcher introduced Avenged Sevenfold as Avenged Fold 7. Ridiculous. Anyway, this past uh, Thursday or Friday, it all blends together. They announced that a brand new album will be released June 2nd, 2023. It is entitled Life is But a Dream. Mm -hmm. And a brand new single was released along with the announcement of the new album. The song is called Nobody. It's available to stream on your favorite streaming platforms and watch on uh, the YouTubes and wherever else you watch your music videos. And the video itself is kind of cool because it's stop motion videography, you know, a stop motion video. So the amount of time and effort it took to make the video, I, I respect that. The song, a steaming, flaming hot pile of garbage. And if it looks uh, or, or will be that way for the entire album, it's going to be crap, just like the last album, The Stage. They have some orchestral pieces in there, and it sounds like a synthesizer. You sit down with your 1988 Casio keyboard and start playing some some synth uh, orchestral pieces to add in there, and it just sounds terrible, and it it's unneeded. And then the song itself is all over the place. It's <laughs> one comment which I I agree with. It sounds like each member of the band wrote their own parts of the song and then they just layered them together as in they are all in different places and they go okay your song has to be five minutes long all right they just make a song and then smash it together (laughs) it it's all over the place i don't like it it sounds like garbage and i'm not a fan of what avenge sevenfold has become over the past few years uh, M Shadows, the vocalist, also had to have some surgery a few years ago. And in this song, he does not sound like 
M shadows of previous years. Uh, now, Howard, you were a big fan of Avenged Sevenfold back in the day. Not really. Um, well, I like Beast of in the Harlot. Yeah. Well, a song. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> okay then. That's off the early days stuff, you know, mm-hmm. City of Evil. And it does not sound as polished or interesting as those. And I have seen Avenged Sevenfold live four or five times, and this is nothing like what those live concerts sounded like. So very disappointed in that announcement. <laughs> Final thoughts on Avenged Fold 7. Uh, I, I mean, I, as I said, I, I really have one song of theirs that mm-hmm. I've ever enjoyed. And uh, right. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know that I you could call me like any sort of like Avenged Sevenfold expert or fan. I tell you what. Let me tell you what there. Hey. You need to watch the video, take a listen, see what you think. Do I have to? I mean, you can watch it on mute and uh, marvel at the uh, site because it is pretty good. All right. uh, Next on the list, new music out now from Papa Roach. Their new uh, deluxe uh, pack, if you will called ego trip and if you get the limited pressing with the deluxe packaging you get a screen printed jewel case a fold out ego trip park map and commemorative ego trip park pass with a pop out guitar pick now this is uh, not quite new music uh, because there's songs such as kill the noise Stand up, etc., uh, etc. Et no apologies. So, some new versions of old songs, but it, it's available now if you're into Papa Roach and what they've been trying to call music for the past couple albums. Other news in the music world: Pop Evil, new album available now. New album is called Skeletons. And you can get an autographed CD from their website for a mere $24.99. And t-shirts and sweatshirts and beanies and all the other things. And they're on tour. Are they coming near North Dakota? Well, I'm going to let you take one guess. No. That's correct. Uh, July 20th, they will be in Managa, Minnesota. So either that or Sarnia, Canada. Hmm. Pick one of the two. Or you could visit them. Where did I see it here? I saw they will also be in Tucson and Tempe, Arizona in early April, Las Vegas, mid April, Colorado, Colorado. Ah, there it is. Lincoln, Nebraska, April 18th. Get your tickets now. 
And last but definitely not least, I may have mentioned this Metallica new album um, coming out next month. Very excited for it. Metallica have now released four singles from that new album. And the last one that uh, they released, If Darkness Had a Sun. Very good. Heavy song. So, interesting music coming up here. And as this is out, just a few weeks. Looking forward to that. Onward. Yes, onward. (laughs) Well, let's talk wrestling. And this article just came out. Interestingly enough, and we have covered it before on the Triple B, and that is banned words in WWE. Certain things like belt referencing the championships. Couldn't do that before. And really, the last one came out in 2021. And non-title was one of them. Hate, hell, here we go. Revenge, spot, finish, stupid. Those all apparently banned. Well, uh, the, the new one that was specifically mentioned was belt, as I just mentioned, because we had Becky two belts. And Belt was on the banned list, but she did not get in trouble. She continued to be able to say it, and they made some t-shirts and whatnot. There's still a question how those uh, things will change and think how things will be removed, because since uh, Paul Levesque, i.e. Triple H, has been in charge of creative. A lot of things have moved into the more loose territory of uh, speech. Let's just put it that way, I suppose. So looking forward to seeing of what other banned words we can once again say. WrestleMania 39. Coming up, two more nights of long, drawn-out things. There, there's still that rumor floating out there that it, we could get Austin versus uh, L.A. Knight. So. Yeah! Um, <laughs> I, from I, that I, look, I thought I blew out your ears. You're like, whoa! No, no, the <laughs> yeah. cable to my headphones got caught for a second. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it sounds like interesting. It sounds like they've been trying to get Austin signed up for a match. They've proposed a lot of different opponents for him that he has said no to, uh, including even Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar as suggested opponents, and he has said no to both of those. So, On a mania side note, it appears Bray Wyatt is injured in some capacity and will not be at Mania as he has not been on tv in a week or two and so bobby lashley's wrestlemania opponent and match is somewhat up in the air at the moment which if you're you know bobby lashley you 
probably are a little excited about that. I mean, yes, it means you might miss Mania, but I don't know that with what they were building with Bray, I mean, you were destined for filler match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a what? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I, like I have li- seen <laughs> little I John have- and, <laughs> and, uh, T- no, not T pain. Uh, Flow Rida and Stone Cold. They all mix together there. I, I was going to say, a couple of people who I have seen talking Old about John. said, uh, you know, if we don't get the match, at least let's have a promo battle between the two of them. That, that would be, be genius. It'd at least be entertaining, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, definitely yeah. entertaining. In somewhat WWE-related news, the Bella Twins have officially ended their contract with WWE and are revealing themselves as the Garcia Twins, which was their given name, I guess, and uh, allegedly will be working other promotions. And they have specifically said, no, not AEW. So there's that interesting piece of news there. Otherwise, we are uh, on the road to WrestleMania two nights. The card is starting to fill out as they are finally getting getting opponents. And John Cena will be there wrestling a town down for the United States Championship. I'm not excited by it. Yeah. I am, and I'm not at the same time. Partially because it's two more nights of uh, when it could be one night of yeah, excited with matches on the pre-show or the kickoff show. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it runs into that debate, you know, would you rather have the two nights or the one long? Because I mean, we went from like a seven hour pay-per-view to two nights of you know three to four hours yeah they still fill it out <laughs> no sh- yeah. no matches on the kickoff show i think if they continue with the two nights they need to shorten it to three hours a night and have a, a match or two on the kickoff i i mean i tend to agree with you on that i i just i look at you know it and say i understand it's wrestlemania i understand it's the biggest show of the year However, it should also be like the best show of the year. And I just think that you cram in so much because you're trying to give everybody a a match and, you know, that you just kind of have a lot of garbage that's in there or a lot of stuff you just don't care about. Interestingly enough, just uh, earlier this week, went back and watched parts of WrestleMania 21 and WrestleMania 22. Man, I miss the old days. (laughs) just the excitement like i was getting excited for the matches just watching them and chris benoit had a hell of a match couple hell of a match matches between those two it definitely felt like wrestlemania was more special in the past even wrestlemania 30 i was so excited hopping on the plane getting down there i mean you know it's exciting to go to a big show like that but that that show was fantastic Except for the lack of CM Punk. Uh, anything else WWE that you could think of? Nope. 
I'm behind on a lot of news. It's been kind of crazy with work and kids and all that. So I, I'm just enjoying hearing it from you, Kidder, because it's like, oh, so this is what's going on. All right. Over in the all elite wrestling world. Uh, sadness to report that Arn Anderson's oldest son passed away and uh, information not really released there uh, as of this recording. But uh, the thoughts are with the Anderson family and, you know, very sad to lose a son. And he wasn't that old, you know, not that a loss of a child is good at any age, but I think he, he was around 40. So not good there. Uh, aside from that, AEW has, quote, leveled up the All-Atlantic Championship. Howie Blues, they have finally included the rest of the world. So even though the Japanese flag was on there and it was the All-Atlantic Championship, which made no sense at all, it, thanks to Shazam 2, has been leveled up to be the AEW International Championship. The inaugural match for it was Orange Cassidy, the last All-Atlantic champion, versus Double J, Jeff Jarrett. And even with Jeff Jarrett cheating, your winner and still and new champion, Orange Cassidy. All right. It's a pretty good match. And the championship is basically the same, but now says international championship, and they changed a little bit of it. Also, Forbidden Door 2 has been announced. That will be this summer, and so you can expect in the next uh, few months more talent from other promotions will be floating in and creating those storylines for that pay-per-view. That's Somewhat it, uh, Soraya has uh, kind of become a leader of a faction as well. The, the Outsiders, what they're calling themselves. Ruby Soho has joined that along with Tony Storm. And they like spray painting green L's on people after they beat them because they're losers. Thanks for the update. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh. And uh, hey, here's a fun update, Kidder. Uh, tonight, uh, my total models assembled is one. I only got one model done, Kidder, um, throughout the course of this entire show. But that's in part because uh, this thing is a lot of tentacles, a lot of parts. It's uh, it's a beast of a uh, of a mini. So took me a while to to get it all together and i waited a lot because boy this for as chunky as this body is i mean it's got i think really only two spots holding it up you kind of have this main back piece and then this pillar that is holding it so i was maybe being a little bit more cautious waiting for glue to dry but yeah and uh hey on that fun and slightly disturbing note Kidder, we've been talking for quite a while, and uh, mm -hmm. I got kids, so we better wrap this show up and uh, okay. you know, tell people where they can find us. 
Well, by now, I would hope everybody knows, but if you don't, our website is beerbluesbs.com. Visit us there and get to everywhere that is the triple B. Beerbluesbs.com. On our website, we have the link to the merch store. You just click merch right at the top of the page and lots of quality merchandise to get, including how you can make a Kidder-approved old-fashioned with no freaking cherry. It says right there at the bottom, no freaking cherry. Get that cherry the hell out of here. Or perhaps you want a Triple B design right there, classic logo for you, Beer Blues bs.com stop by click merch while you're there you can also listen to the audio versions right on our page you can buy us a beer and get the links to facebook and youtube we are on facebook if you search beer blues and bs you'll get to us or just type in facebook.com slash beer blues bs take you right there same thing if you're on Instagram. Please follow us there. Instagram.com slash beer blues BS or in the search just at us at beer blues BS in your search function. Same thing for YouTube. You can type in youtube.com slash beer blues BS or just search us on YouTube beer blues and BS. You'll see that quality triple B logo and please subscribe. Please like the videos. Please share. And we appreciate everything that you do to help us get the triple B message out there because sharing is caring and well, help us help you make this even better on triple B speaking of making it better. If you want to help us keep the show going, you can sponsor us or just buy us a beer. We'd love to hear from you if you're interested in, uh, you know, having the not DraftKings screwy finish of the night or something else like the branded what's on tap your business here. What's on tap? Get a hold of us. Beerbluesbs.com. Click contact us. And if you'd like to buy us a beer, you can buy us a beer or buy a six or 12 or 80. There's a buy us a beer button. Just send us a message. So then we can put your message here and talk about it. Thank you personally for buying us a beer. We'd appreciate that. All of that and more beerbluesbs.com. If you would love to listen to the audio version, say you're going on a road trip and you need some quality things to keep you awake and to listen to well you could take us with you on any of the audio podcast or music services that includes iHeartRadio, pandora stitcher tune in imdb spotify podbean google podcasts apple podcasts it's pretty much all of them i mean even amazon podcasts we're there too. And YouTube podcasts. We're, we're on there. If you have a podcast listening service of choice, go to your search bar and search for us. Beer, blues, and BS. And please subscribe. Please like. We appreciate your downloading and listening of the episodes so far. And there's a, quite a few of them to check out. If you haven't watched or listened to them yet, go back 
start from the beginning. I hear it's a good place to start. Just ex excuse the quality and us not knowing what we're doing. But, I mean, that really hasn't changed that much. So thanks for making it this far in the video. So I suppose that's pretty much about it. Again, BeerBluesBS.com. Thank you for watching or listening. Thank you wherever and whenever you are as we extend this cheers to you on ye olde St. Patty's Day Triple B celebration. He's Howard Blues. I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark O'Kidder. Thanks for joining us for this and every edition of Beer Blues and BS. Keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow. And yes, we will catch you on down that four-leaf clover-filled Tuscan Highway. We'll catch you on the next episode of Beer Blues OBS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer Blues and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. My hat. <laughs> I have to, I have to say, Kitter, I have to pull the bubble wrap out of this. Because hmm. when Junior wanted to wear it, um, of course, it's a bit too big for his head. Mm-hmm. So I, I filled it with bubble wrap so that it would. <sighs> uh, just so you know, Kidder, I did bring the uh, Coca-Cola move down. Good deal. So um, might be worth starting off on that one. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. Just to get the, uh, the old caffeine through. Mm -hmm, so. Mm -hmm. I'm good. And at uh, 1030, so in about an hour, I got to go feed a baby. So hmm. we will have to like pause the show or you can vamp for all that time, <laughs> whichever you would like to do. Guess we'll see when we get there. Yes. Yes. Um, otherwise. I think I'm ready to go if uh, you're ready to go and get this show on the old road. On a side note, I, I saw it and I don't remember if I like which page it was on and I'm sure that I couldn't find it again, but it was a, a Steve joke as in Steven spelled. V-E-N versus P-H-E-N. Mm. And, and I laughed, uh, but then didn't send it to you to make fun of Big D. Mm. It happens. It happens. <laughs> <laughs>